I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 109, titled, Our Response to True Belief. On Sunday evening, November 27, 1955, A.W. Tozer began a message to his congregation, cautioning them not to be careless in their relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. He begins, When we are young and inexperienced, we are inclined to believe that there are many things that are important, that a number of things matter. But as experience comes to us, whether it's in our youth or whether it takes years to give it to us, we finally find out that there are only a few things that are matters of life and death. To start out carelessly across the ocean without a compass or across the desert without a guide would be a reckless thing to do, not a gamble to take, not a chance to take. There would be no gamble, no chance. You would either be right or be dead. When you deal with such serious matters as crossing the ocean or crossing the desert, you cannot be careless. You'd either provide yourself with a guide or provide yourself with a compass or both when needed or it is certain death. To ignore these things is not to gamble or take a chance, it's to commit suicide. Now, when we come to our relation to our Lord Jesus Christ, we come to one of those matters which in a supreme degree, is a matter of life or death. And you and I cannot afford to be careless about it. You cannot say, well, I'll take a gamble on it. You don't take a gamble on deserts. You either have a guide and plenty of water or you die. You're not gambling, you're committing suicide. In that vivid scenario, A.W. Tozer cautions about the dangers of being casual or careless in our faith and in what we believe, which brings us to our study today. Have we become casual or careless in our faith and belief? A person's relationship with Jesus Christ is a matter of eternal life or spiritual death. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. You are saved by faith in Christ alone, altogether apart from good deeds or religious works. Many have convinced themselves that just believing in God automatically saves you. But we read in James chapter 2, verse 19, that even the demons believe that there is one God, and they shudder. Demons believe, but they will not be in heaven. So how does the individual person come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, that was the anxious question presented to Paul and Silas by their jailer in Acts chapter 16, verse 30. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Well, there are at least three ways to describe the only answer for the eternal salvation of any person. The first way is in the very next verse, Acts 16, verse 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, receive Christ as your personal Savior. John chapter 1 verse 12 reads, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, 
he gave the right to become children of God. And third, turn to Christ. Acts 11 verse 21 tells us that a great number believed and turned to the Lord. The Greek word for belief means to put trust in, to be convinced of, or to have no doubt and be certain of. It is to believe in God, to trust in Him as able and willing to save you and answer prayer. It is to believe in the declarations and character of God as made known in the counsel of God's Word. The important grammar of the word believe is continuous action. In other words, you must believe and keep on believing. Our minds will believe doctrines. Our hearts trust the person. A child will run to his father for help, direction, and provision when he truly believes in his father's loving care. A patient will go to his physician when there is a belief in the doctor's ability to help. Many profess to believe, but they continue in their sins. Jesus describes in Matthew chapter 15 verses 5 through 9 that there are hypocrites who will honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, a sign of casual or carelessness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 tells us that the person who truly believes in Christ becomes a new creation. His old nature leaves and a new nature surrendered to Christ comes. Paul didn't say in Acts chapter 16 verse 31 to believe and be saved, but believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16, Paul describes a condition that afflicts every human being, though he is talking specifically about the people of Israel. Despite their privileged position as God's chosen people, and his revelation to them of himself through the law of Moses, they could not reach a right understanding about who God is. They could not see his glory. Paul has described this separation caused by human sinfulness, by the hardening of our minds, as a veil that lies over our hearts. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We cannot remove this veil ourselves, no matter how sincerely we want to, or how diligently we study, or how desperately we try to obey. Our sin stands in the way, keeping us from God's glory. We are told in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But Paul now adds, when a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. It is replaced by the rock-solid hope of sharing in God's glory for eternity, as we're told in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. But this veil is only removed through Christ. There is no other way to be free from it. 
A true believer in Christ orbits his life around Jesus like the earth orbits around the sun. Just as the earth needs the sun, believers know they need the Son of God to perfect holiness within them. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 tells us that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. True believers adopt the Lord's lifestyle as their own. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, that walk in darkness means that they will not purposely live in sin. So are you serious about what you believe? Does your belief in Jesus affect the way you live? To ignore what the Bible says about true belief is not to gamble or to take a chance. It is to commit spiritual suicide. The Bible says, Believe in the Lord Jesus. Many people believe God exists. He has a Son, Jesus Christ. However, they do not have believing faith in the Lord. Here is an example of casual and committed belief. Now everyone who knows me personally knows I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan so I'll use them as my example. I believe there's a football team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I watched them play and win the Super Bowl. However, I did not get a Super Bowl ring or get invited to the Super Bowl parties with the team. My belief about them has not and will not result in anything. It's a casual belief. In order for me to enjoy any of the benefits of being in the Pittsburgh Steelers, my belief must be serious. It must cause me to participate in some way, like read and study the playbook with them, condition and train with them, effectively promote them, provide for them, stick with them through good and bad times. You get the idea. For anyone to have saving, believing faith in Jesus Christ, a person must desire to know God's playbook, the Bible, condition and train with Jesus Christ as Lord and surrendering to the Holy Spirit, asking him to illuminate God's word in their lives. Christians are called to take up their cross. Jesus said in Matthew 10 verse 38, anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Like Super Bowl players get a Super Bowl ring, Christians will be rewarded for their faithfulness to their labors with the Lord. Let's look at these two verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ when he comes? Is it not you? A believing Christian will become a part of spreading the gospel in some way and will abide in Jesus in trials, testings, prosperity, and will trust in his enablement to overcome temptations. Saving faith is believing Christ, which moves Christians to participate in the building of the kingdom of God. 
Let's remember and understand that believing is continued action, which doesn't slow down or stop participating in the Lord's work. True belief must last the remainder of someone's lifetime, and believing in Christ must be an ongoing life application. It is the children of God who have biblical belief in the Lord who become a valuable part of the building and maintaining of the kingdom of God with Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit of Christ to accomplish God's work. So the question we should be asking, my brothers and sisters, is in what way does our life respond to true belief? Are we serious or have we drifted into a casual or careless state? I'm going to close with Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It is the charge of the body of Christ to live out what true believing in Christ is like. True believing in the Lord moves Christians to stay in the things of God, which enables us to have proper fellowship with the Lord and his servants.